Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 589. If you'd like to have a copy of it, sure, and I'll tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and the handling. I have strong message for you tonight. I've got songs and uh, letters of testimony uh, from people all over the world. The problem is that sometimes we, the Lord won't afford me to go ahead and uh, have Sharon read them. And we've got some music, real good music. And so right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask him to anoint the service. Father, anoint this uh, program. Uh, let uh, open the ears of the, our listeners in Radio Land. Even uh, the government officials out there that seem to hang on to every word I say. And also, Lord, uh, open up the hearts of these government officials that the word, the spirit, and the life of God enters into them so that they back off, so that their souls are not destroyed on this earth, that they might be saved and go to heaven instead of to hell in the lake of fire. And, Lord, I pray that the uh, stony and the sloth, uh, the sluggards out there that call themselves Christians that don't do anything, they don't do any works for the Lord. And I've been reading your uh, words, Lord, about how we have to uh, do the works of uh, you. And we have to do that after we saved to allow you to work in and through us that uh, a work can be done, accomplished here on earth for the kingdom of heaven, for you, Father, for you, Lord Jesus. This is why you went through all the entire Old and New Testament showing us that we have to work. When it was time for the people to go out of Egypt, they had to get up. They had to stand up. You said that they had to eat the, uh, the body of that lamb. They had to roast that lamb and eat it in haste. And that they had to go, they had to leave. You talked to them through Moses and Aaron. You told them that they had to leave because you were delivering them that night. And they did leave. And they uh, uh, they did everything that you said for them to do. And uh, then they, you opened the Red Sea for them. And then you fed them for 40 years, even though they had transgressed your law and disobeyed your word. And now, Lord, you're showing everyone that uh, there are the blessings and the cursings for those that don't do, uh, for those that do what you say, the blessings, and for those that don't do what you say, cursings. And we're experiencing a lot of the cursings today for all the diseases and all this stuff is happening today. And even the street people know it. And the people that are so busy with the affairs of this world and try to make people, they're trying to make people believe, and they've done it, Lord, that they are the, your authorities here on earth. The, uh, you never called or chose them. It was the people, the ignorant people that voted them into office. And the ones that are running for president, um, I wouldn't use them to clean an outhouse, Lord, because there isn't any of them that are qualified to run your government. But Lord, I ask that you anoint uh, this service, this program, and that you, uh, re, uh, by the words that come forth from you th in through me, 
let them bind the devil and uh, enlighten people more about things that the preachers are not, or most of the preachers are not preaching at all today. Lord God, bind Satan in the name of Jesus, save souls, and quicken the church even more than it was. In Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, and uh, there's uh, George Matola had a wife that uh, he owned a modern record company. They had Good Night, My Love by Jesse Belvin. And he let me have through several of his songs uh, on one of my Only Bit Goody albums when I was uh, in the world. This is over 40, almost 44 years ago. And I made a lot of money at that. And um, his wife uh, wrote a song for me to sing uh, called Crystal Mountain. What it's about is a mountain is a kingdom. In the Bible, uh, mountains are uh, symbolic of kingdoms. And this is a crystal mountain, one that you can't see because we walk by faith, not by sight. But it's a place, it's the kingdom of heaven that uh, where people are going to dwell forever. And um, love is the price you pay to get there. Love is the keeping of God's commandments. And so um, here I, I am singing for you, Crystal Mountain. Way up high, there's a crystal mountain higher than. Crystal Mountain shines the light to guide the way. Just look and you will find it. Love's the only price you pay. Come with me, come with me, up to this mountain where the crystal. Oh 
if you're wondering who it was singing uh, behind me there, it was a superstar today. Her name is Jeannie Fricky. She sang on several sessions with me. And um, I really thank and praise the Lord that she did because it made the song a lot better than it would have been if she weren't on the session. All right, now we've got um, some letters or uh, responses. Sharon, uh, where's the first one from? Uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. All right, let's hear what they say. Atlanta, Georgia was just uh, cursed. We've distributed so many pieces of literature out there warning them about God being uh, ticked off, T-I-C-K-E-D, off at uh, the people in this world today that have uh, been sinning and about all the people that call themselves Christians that are sinning in churches. And they're worse than sinners out in the world. <clears throat> Absolutely worse because they, they snuck in to the church and they're sitting there and they're trying to be comfortable and they literally hate it when there's an, uh, a shepherd in the congregation that knows what they are and the shepherd keeps revealing it to them and they can't do anything about it because they're demon-possessed. They're possessions of demons and we were reading part of those scriptures from Jude. Jude says that these people snuck in to our church and they sit in here among us and they, um, their antichrist, uh, John said they were with us, but they didn't stay with us. They sometimes would take off and, uh, there was a bunch of them that actually stood up against me in the courtroom falsely in order to get out of prison and in order to get money from the government. So they're just a bunch of riffraff that's sitting in churches and they don't amount to anything. As a matter of fact, they're in there to do everything they can to make the leaders of the church look bad and themselves look good. You know, they think they're very bright and that they're undetected, but they're not. They're very well detected. Okay, so go ahead and read this uh, from, uh, where is it from? Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Go ahead. A woman called our 24-hour phone line from Atlanta by the name of Tamala. She said she keeps her radio dial set on 1010 AM station, but that it wasn't until a little over a week ago that she heard Pastor Lamo on the radio for the first time. She said it struck fear into her soul. She said she did not get the program number, but said a couple days later, a tornado went through downtown Atlanta. This added to that fear. She said she is an elderly woman now, but she found the Lord when she was 40 years old. She said, I have to confess, I have been wishy-washy. But that message, and then seeing what the at Lord... Last, at least she admits it, amen? Amen. So the Lord, she was a Christian, but she was not uh, active in the Christian realm or doing anything for the... And the, she got the message from the radio station, from my um, program, and then all of a sudden, because it struck fear in her that the God is going to start knocking buildings down and destroying huge cities. And here it happened, because evidently nobody really repented after she had heard that. So the Lord is doing it. And then I heard them in Atlanta uh, on CAN, but they had a little cut from that station saying, Mother Nature did this. Uh, well, it's just uh, Mother Nature raging up. There is no Mother Nature. Okay? 
So don't say it's Mother Nature. You'll just infuriate God all the time. He said he's doing it. Amen? Amen. He's the one that caused frogs to fall all over Egypt. That wasn't Mother Nature, and he's the one that turned the water into blood. That wasn't Mother Nature. That was God. He says it was him. And uh, he was the one that caused lice to get into everybody's hair and all over their bodies. That wasn't Mother Nature any more than it's Mother Nature today causing the weather to be the way it is. Flooding cities, uh, more so than any time in history with the exception of the time of the flood during the days of Noah. And so don't think that when there's thunder and lightning, um, you know, you people have written songs, don't, uh, you know, don't get under a tree because there'll be pennies from heaven for you and me. Uh, well, there, this is wrath from heaven for you, but not me or anyone else that keeps the commandments of the Lord. He'll make a way for everybody like that, just as he did the children of uh, Israel when they were living in Egypt none of them were harmed at all okay so you have to take the lessons from the word of God and read that when God is after you you can't escape him you can't run inside the house then run into your bedroom and get underneath the bed because he'll be right there with you and send the death angel in on you and take your soul your spirit right out of your body and sling you into hell. If you think I'm kidding, this woman here heard me on radio, and then all of a sudden she saw that what I was saying was the truth. This is the first time that a tornado has gone downtown in that town. And uh, not only that, I noticed that CNN's when that first hit, they said, our roof is uh, ripped off. Water's flooding in here like crazy. But later on, the boss of the CNN told him, don't be saying that. Don't you know that Tony Alamo's going to get on here and say God is punishing us for being part of the Antichrist mouth? And so they said, it uh, went through uh, downtown and it hit the convention center and all this, but they never mentioned themselves. But the cat was already out of the bag, CNN. The cat was out of the bag. Amen. Amen. The cat was out of the bag. Tra-la. Okay. Yeah, the cat is out of the bag. You got it. And it's that was just a warning. Uh, from what I understand, nobody was killed. But that's a warning. Repent or perish. Then what? But that message and then seeing what the Lord did to downtown Atlanta terrified me. She said that Sunday I went to church and told everyone, we have to repent. We all have to repent before the Lord destroys us. The people in Nineveh repented and God had mercy on them. You all know we aren't doing anything for the Lord. She said she couldn't believe it, but everybody's general attitude was, it was only a few buildings. It was no big deal. She said the glass is still all over the streets they can't even clean up the mess from what God has done to those few buildings because Atlanta is already $70 million in debt and the cleanup would put Atlanta at $100 million in debt. So they're trying to figure out what to do. She said, and we have more storms coming. I have repented and I want to be safe from the anger of the Lord. She wants to be put on the mailing list to receive audio messages and the literature. 
Praise the Lord. And if you ever want to serve the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you want to keep the rules over here at the church, there's always a place for devoted people to the Lord. Devotion. Devotion to the Lord. Well, what does the word devotion mean? It means that you're addicted to the Lord, that you're eager and uh, you have an eager inclination, a strong attachment to the Lord, ardent love or affection, zeal, uh, fervor, uh, devoutness, and piety. That's what it means. Okay, now do you have another yes. report? Yes. This is an email from East Haven, Connecticut. Okay. Just a quick note to let you know, I have followed Brother Tony's teachings for many years and wish there was a church of his in my area. I'm appalled at the persecution a godly man receives these days in America. God bless and stay strong. Larry Kelly from East Haven, Connecticut. Okay, do we have any more? Yes. Hey, let's hear it. Where's it from? This is from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Oh, this is from some of the people in our church that went to a um, nursing home. And uh, what they're doing is reporting back as to uh, what happened there. Okay, so let's go now. This is the fifth time we have visited this nursing home. And the residents and staff have asked us to come back. This time they asked us to come twice in one day, at 3 to minister to those that do not have special needs, and at 6 p.m. to minister to those that had Alzheimer's and those that were blind. Every time we go there are more people than the last time. At the 3 p.m. service, when we walked into the room where we hold services, it was packed with over 50 residents. A few people confined to their beds asked to be rolled into the service. We had a hard time maneuvering the wheelchairs because there were so many people. The Holy Spirit was moving strongly on each one of them throughout the service. One elderly lady asked to give a testimony and said she gave her life to the Lord the last time we were there, and she was reading the literature. Throughout the service, she had her hands raised and wept for joy. Others that could not speak or move much did what they could and raised their hands up high, praising the Lord. Others that were sickly joined hands as we sang and reached out to the Lord together for healings. One lady walked out and she said later that the Lord told her to come back into the service and she said the sinner's prayer and afterwards as we sang another song she wept with her hands raised praising the Lord. Of the fifty there were about ten new guests that joined with us at the end of the service saying the sinner's prayer. As soon as the service was over, one lady yelled out, When are you coming back? We assured them all we were going to come back. As we went one-on-one visiting them, one lady said, I wish I could give your church money, but they take all my Social Security money, and I think your church should have it, because I know you all are of the Lord, because you're different, and the Lord really moves in those services. Okay, I didn't realize it was this long, so we'll just uh, get into reading now. It goes on and on and on. Uh, Two wordsy, two wordsy, whoever wrote this report. All right, so um, now let's read a few more verses from the book of Jude. Do you remember where we left off yesterday? Verse 7. Okay, let's read uh, from there. 
even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. Right. Well, see, at least a lot of people infiltrate into Christian churches and they fornicate and they commit adultery in their hearts and they go to church not to get something from the Lord, but they go there to flirt with the opposite sex and they're not saved. They're... uh, their users, they uh, just don't have a uh, faith in the Word of God that says that you, that isn't supposed to be done, and if you do, you're going to be cursed. And even if you found somebody there, you're just so desirous of being hugged and kissed that uh, you don't really care who you get married to, just so it's a, a warm body. And then God spits you out of his mouth because not only are you lukewarm, you're more lucre than lukewarm. Okay, then go ahead. And going after strange flesh. Yeah, they go after strange flesh. Well, what is strange flesh? Anybody know? A man with man or woman with woman? Well, that, and then also uh, people that are not saved, saved people that go with uh, the unsaved. And people that just are sitting in church, as I showed you yesterday, I'm going to continue showing you today, that just because you're sitting at a church doesn't mean that you're saved. All the people of Israel were saved too, but only two of them got to go into the promised land of all the old-timers. And people can just sit and pretend, you know, they ignore the words. They pretend, you know, that they're doing something else and that they're studious. But you can tell by their... Uh, the way they are in church, that they're not studious at all, and they're not of the Lord at all. Okay, and so what else? Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example. Yeah, in other words, the Bible talks of strangers that are with us. And uh, they are strange because they're not saved. The strangers. Now, the Lord allowed a certain amount of strangers, to, in other words, Gentiles, to be with them, but they had to keep the commandments like the rest of them, otherwise they would be killed. Then what else? Giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Oh, but let's not go over that lightly. Suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Uh, that's what these people are going to suffer. And it makes me happy because they think they're so smart on this side of eternity and they don't do a thing for the Lord uh, day or night. They mainly, uh, you know, they just mainly sleep and eat. And uh, that's about it. They put in a few little things uh, that they do during the day, and then they keep doing less and less every day because the scriptures have found them out. Uh, But they don't care much about the promises at all. Uh, You know, the sweetness, it's uh, how how much sweetness or bitterness do you draw? draw? Do you draw little or much sweetness from the promises? Um. I really draw a lot from the sweetness of the promises of heaven because it says we're going, that I'm going to heaven. 
The saint's safety lies in the strength and faithfulness of God. That his promises, those promises are strong. And they, um, and they, they're strong and uh, faithful. Because I love the strength and the faithfulness of God. Who is, uh, he is the one that makes all the promises. And the promises also say, you're going to be cursed if you don't do what he says. Now, nobody wants to think of those promises, but they're just as big of promises as the ones that give you eternal life. Amen? Amen. There you could read the, we're going to read them later on in Joshua. The blessings and the promises, all right? So, and God is the promiser, and he can't lie. So why do you believe uh, the Antichrist uh, Roman Catholic government? The international government. So I, I get a lot of uh, present comfort and repose when I'm afflicted. My soul is afflicted. And um, I get this uh, peace and repose. For It's gotten by my faith. I'm relying on God as such. Hence, it is true, all believers are uh, out of danger when in the saddest condition that can befall them. I don't care how horrible things are going on. It's like being on a stormy sea. But I believe the promises. I believe I'm safe. I remember when I was just uh, got married to Susie and we were flying from Las Vegas to Los Angeles and the jet the uh, engines went on fire and that's where the fuel is in the wings and everybody was just scared to death but there were so many supernatural uh, events that happened in my life that I I knew that God wasn't going to take me out and even Susie was scared to death I said, Sue, I just got to say, don't you remember? said, God gave me all these visions and dreams and signs. Relax. So the plane turned around because we were just about halfway. And we went back to Las Vegas. We hit the ground. We went and landed. And I started heading in for uh, going to, into another airplane. And Sue says, oh, no, you don't. I said, what do you mean? She said, we're not going through that again. I says, well, uh, what then? She says, she took me down to the Greyhound bus depot. And that was horrible because the guy on the bus had St. Fiatus dance and there was like a linoleum under him. And so I asked him if he could please take off his shoes because the tap, 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 tapping was driving me up a wall. And I didn't have much patience and I needed to grow in the Lord. All right, and so what else? Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion. Yeah, they, they don't want anybody over them, in other words. When the Lord says that you must have people over you, and even that you must obey those that have the rule over you. Well, I didn't put them over me. No, but the Lord did, and therefore you have to do what they say. And the Lord proved that to me. He put a woman over me. 
But she wasn't no ordinary woman. Most of the women on the face of this earth I found to be extremely stupid. This woman that he put over me was very bright. Brighter than all the other women in this whole church put together. And all the other churches that I know of. She was smart, very smart. And she had a lot of spiritual smartness. And so I had to obey the Lord. He said, listen to her. So I did. Okay, keep going. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yeah, I wasn't going to speak evil of her because I knew she was of the Lord. When she'd pray, I could feel the Lord and I could uh, hear him talking back to her. And she's the one that taught me how to pray. And I know how to pray. And there isn't hardly anybody that I know of that really asks me how to pray. And there's a certain way to do it. And the people are not that eager to know the Lord. And that's how I know that they are not of the Lord. Then what? Verse 9. Yep, they own. all think that they're spiritual leaders, and none of them have been saved or called and chosen like I have. And uh, there's none of you people out there, I don't care if you're ministers or what, you haven't had what I have received from the Lord. I am different than you, for sure. And so, you know, just keep trying to ignore it, but that won't work. I know you're listening to my programs. Okay, go ahead. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation. No, and so therefore, how do people, uh, even an archangel won't bring uh, an accusation against one of God's creations because they belong to God. And who are you to bring accusations when you're not rooted in the word that well? And uh, I've been called to rebuke and reprove. You haven't been called to rebuke and reprove me or instruct me because I know more than you do. And I'm qualified to do so because the Lord told me I was. And those that don't listen to me are going, they have to leave. We just had a, uh, about four of them that I had to put out of the church in Los Angeles. One of them was telling the baby Christians in there that they shouldn't listen to what I say. Well, that's the opposite of what God said. So I said, put him out. Take him down the hill. Don't let him come back up again. Another woman thought that I was goofing on her. I wasn't goofing on her. I'd be afraid to do that. Because of the Lord. The Lord won't let people do that. And so I put her out. And she knows now that I'm not goofing with her. I don't, I have too many other things to do besides goof on people that are, she was in an insane asylum and she said she had to be checked into an insane asylum. Uh, we're not a mental hospital. I'm not uh, a therapist. I am a preacher, a teacher, an evangelist and a prophet. And so if you want to come to me in that regard, well, then I'm here. But if you want, if you're crazy and you're listening to devils, then go to the nut house. Okay, that's what they do over there. They don't do a very good job. If you receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, well, then the Lord would cast those devils out of you. But if you don't, you won't listen and you're going to bring accusations against elders without uh, two or more witnesses, well, then uh, you have to leave because that's what the Bible says. And this is a real Bible church. 
Now, there's some people here that are here today because uh, the Lord told me to let the wheat grow up with the chaff. The chaff being a bunch of weeds in the church. And don't think I don't know they're here and don't think I don't know who they are. Okay, uh, let's go over to Joshua. This is the eighth chapter of Joshua. And let me uh, get you acquainted again with what we're talking about. The people of Ai, um, because... uh, this Achan had this uh, troubled Israel by taking something that the Lord said had to go to the treasury. And he took it and put it in his tent. It was a wedge of gold and some silver and a Babylon, one of these garments. And uh, so it was found out. And uh, there's uh, people before it... Uh, uh, they found it out. They found out that there was something wrong because a lot of the people, the Jews, were killed. And that just don't happen when you're with the Lord. And so Joshua fell on his face and asked him, What's wrong, God? How come all this is happening? And the Lord says that there is uh, sin in the camp. And nothing good can happen in the house of the Lord. Like, for instance, like um, Ananias and Sapphira. They turned some money in and they said that was all they had and they lied they held some back. There's a man in our church when they heard this message the other day. They were held back some money and they just tithed it all in today. And so that's what message is too because both Ananias and Sophia dropped dead uh, because they lied to the Holy Spirit. And they lied. They never confessed to God. But now they, this one confessed and turned in the money. God only knows how many other people that have stolen from the church. They think they're stealing from me, but they're not. They're stealing from God. And if you're not giving tithes and offerings, love offerings into the house of God, it doesn't make any difference whether you think I, I'm lying or not. The Bible says that you're robbing God, and that's what Achan did. He robbed the wedge of gold, the silver that was supposed to go to the treasury of the Lord, and he put it in his own tent. And that's what people are doing when they're not tithing. They're sticking the money in their own house and in their own bank accounts and in their own uh, safety deposit vaults, and they're not giving to God. So you, then you wonder why God is cursing you. Uh, there's somebody in your family, of course, that is sick and possibly dying or just died or is going to get in a wreck or something. And you're going to wonder why. Well, that's why the Lord has me here, to make the way of the Lord straight. I'm telling you straight out that that's what will happen to you. Or you or one of your loved ones is going to receive a horrible disease, and you're not going to like it. You're not going to like what's going to happen. Okay, so now I set the stage here for... uh, We now uh, see that God is blessing Israel. Now he's giving them instructions on how to win the war against Ai. They lost it because there was sin in the camp, but now that they uh, stoned Achan to death, uh, the one that troubled Israel and his whole family, and burned them and then covered them up with stones, now there's uh, blood. Uh, This sin was covered and was no longer a sinner in Israel. And so now here they are, uh, God giving them plans how to attack Ai 
to go back in there, and this time you're going to win, he says. I've turned him over to your hands. Okay, now let's go from there. Verse 12, and he took about 5,000 men. Uh, He being Joshua, took 5,000 men. And set them to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. Okay, then what? Verse 13, and when they had set the people, even all the hosts that was on the north of the city. Okay, so here they were on the west. And then... uh, You know, on the same side of the street, but down further north, they put their camp up. But later on, they moved the people in the camp down uh, down to the south, and then they were uh, they fled to the wilderness, which would have been uh, south. So the west. In Billings, Montana, west is on the west side of the railroad tracks. There's the railroad tracks going right down the street, Montana Avenue. And then it would be going south. They'd be chasing them south, from the west to the south. Because I lived on both the south side of Billings and then on the west side as well. And I lived also on the north side. So they camped on the north side, and then they moved the camp into a position of war where the people would run after them because they were full of confidence that they had killed Israelis and put them on the run. But they didn't know that God had forgiven them because they put Achan and his family to death. And that's what I'm telling you, folks, is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you don't put these criminals to death... Uh, these murderers, they're killing these little babies. They call it abortion. I mean, these are all new homosexual uh, rules that are made up from the Vatican. Now, we know they're homosexuals because they've uh, molested so many children. And nobody does anything about putting that straight. The Vatican paid out millions of dollars worth of money, but money is not the antidote to bring peace, uh, to bring about peace with God. And so, no, the, the uh, murderers have to be put to death, not pay money. You don't pay money for another person's life or pay off the judge or make up new rules, the Vatican, because they're mostly homosexuals. They're a homosexual church. They're a child fornicating church which is not a church, it's Satan's coven. And so the whole world is being contaminated with sin now because everybody believes uh, and they're being cursed with every kind of disease that people don't even know how to stop them, AIDS, cancer, all these different things. And so what have you got? You have to repent and start putting the place in order. Now, if I was the uh, like a Moses, where I was the president of the secular and the spiritual both, I would immediately start putting people to death for murdering babies and for murdering people and all those people that are in prison for five to 30 years without any possibility of parole. And even the lifers, I'd have to put them to death in order to uh, get the blood 
to uh, satisfy God. Or I'd have, but uh, now I would do uh, this as I would preach the gospel to him and tell him to repent. Because unless the blood uh, from the Lord uh, washes away all your sins, there's no possible way that God is going to be satisfied. So we have to enter into Christ because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But he wants us when we're saved to not sin any longer because then that's a double jeopardy. Uh, after God has died and showed you the good word and given you this power from the Spirit of God and the good word of God, and then you go out and sin and tell people that God said that once you're saved, you're always saved. This is ridiculous. Now, all these people, the Jews have been sent into the promised land now and said these people are guilty of murder. Now, I want to bless this land for you so you have to rectify their sins because they're not going to repent at my word. So go in and kill them. Nowadays, the Lord says, they're not going to repent for their sins. So what I'm going to do is go in and kill them. Vengeance is now mine, saith the Lord. And so he's going to kill a bunch of you people out there that believe that there's uh, that the law has changed and that uh, he, uh, the law that uh, the Vatican has made up, which is no law at all, is going to suffice. They gave me six years in prison for a false charge of um, tax evasion, and we were tax exempt, but that's neither here nor there. I did, I, even if we weren't tax exempt, I didn't owe any money, and the judge knows that, and so does the prosecuting attorney. They hid the books and had a bunch of liars. They hired a bunch of liars to testify falsely against me, and they wouldn't even let me testify. They wouldn't let me bring in. I had hundreds of witnesses. But they said, you bring them in, and we're going to bring these liars in against you. And so this uh, is uh, what a lot of judges are paying for. I know that several of them got struck down, and one of them is dead, and and McCullough, and uh, that gave me that sentence, in uh, Memphis is... uh, he is being highly reprimanded, what they call highly reprimanded. And as far as I know, he's still not able to be the judge over there anymore. All right, keep going. Verse 13. And when they had set the people, even all the host that was on the north of the city, and their liars in wait on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. So he moved from the north and came down to in between uh, east and west. Then what? Verse 14. And it came to pass, when the king of Ai saw it, that they hasted and rose up early, and the men of the city went out against Israel to battle, he and all his people, at a time appointed before the plain. That's it. That's it. When people are sinning, and they see that God is not blessing anymore, they get um, emboldened. They get bold to attack you, the children of the Lord. And they will come and kill you if you don't stay in prayer and ask the Lord to come against them. You have a very weird way of thinking. You think with your own head instead of reading the word of God and see the way that it really is. This is now. God says, I've given these people unto you. Now go out and take them because I've given them to you. Now there's no way that they could lose when the Lord says, uh, you don't worry about it. I'm giving them to you. 
There won't be one person, not even one person in their camp that will be able to breathe anymore because I'm going to have you take the breath out of them because they're murderers and they're idol worshipers and they're uh, evil in every way. Okay, keep going. But That's why God hates anyone in the church that's sinning because what they're doing is damning the whole church. Especially if a pastor won't do anything about it, then the pastor will be damned on top of it. So that's why I have to put people up, because I'm not going to be damned just because somebody wants to sin. Do you understand? Yes. I'm teaching you spiritual warfare right here. Spiritual warfare. Big time. Then what? And the men of the city went out against Israel to battle, he and all his people, at a time appointed before the plain. But he wist not that there were liars in ambush against him behind him. No, and he wist not, he didn't know, that Israel had repented and got rid of that guy that caused Israel to be troubled because uh, around 36 of them, or more or less, uh, were killed because of this weasel in the camp. And there's many weasels in churches today that are causing many people in the church to not be healed and causing many people in the church to not have faith to get healed. When, of course, you've already been healed, but what happened is somebody in your church is causing trouble, you're not reporting them, you're letting them stay in the church. And the whole land is cursed because of this. And God is pouring out his wrath now. And if you don't know it, then you have to be deaf, dumb, and blind. Then what else? But he wist not that there were liars in ambush against him behind the city. Verse 15. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. See, that's real cunning. The Lord told him to do that. Okay, then what? Verse 16. And all the people that were in Ai were called together to pursue after them. And they pursued after Joshua and were drawn away from the city. Verse 17. And there was not a man left in Ai or Bethel that went not out after Israel. So the whole city is vacant now, with the exception of women and children. Then what? And they left the city open and pursued after Israel. Verse 18. Yeah, they didn't know that there was 5,000 other men right near them in the back of the city. So they're going east, and uh, these other boys were on the west side of the city, just waiting for them to evacuate so they could go in and burn it. Then what? And the Lord said unto Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in thy hand toward Ai, for I will give it into thine hand. When the God says, I'll give you something, that's a promise, and he sure enough did it. Then what? And Joshua stretched out the spear that he had in his hand toward the city. Verse 19. And the ambush arose quickly out of their place. Out of the west. And then what? And they ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand. And they entered into the city and took it and hasted and set the city on fire. Verse oh, 20. on fire. My God, our houses are burning. This would take the wind out of their sails, I'm sure, when they looked back and saw the smoke ascending up. Then what? And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended up to heaven, and they had no power to flee this way or that way, 
and the people that fled to the wilderness turned back upon the pursuers. The ones that were going south turned back on, uh, or east, uh, they were going east, and then also the people that stayed north started enclosing on them as well. Then what? Verse 21, And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city, and that the smoke of the city ascended, then they turned again and slew the men of Ai. Verse 22, And the other issued out of the city against them, so they were in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side, and they smote them, so that they let none of them remain or escape. Verse 23, There wasn't any of them that had any weren't able to breathe. Then what? And the king of Ai they took alive and brought him to Joshua. Verse 24, And it came to pass when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field. All, A-L-L, they slew everyone. None of them were able to breathe anymore. Then what? In the wilderness wherein they chased them, and when they were all fallen on the edge of the sword until they were consumed, that all the Israelites returned unto Ai and smote it with the edge of the sword. Verse 25, And so it was that all that fell that day, both of men and women, were twelve thousand, even all the men of Ai. All the men of Ai. All right. So behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. Um, goodness, because everything was going swell with them over there at Jericho. But then all of a sudden, this one forgot that he had to be honest and had to obey God. And so he uh, stole uh, a wedge of gold and a few pieces of silver, and they all got burned up and stoned to death and burned up. And uh, then uh, they were able to conquer their enemy because they put sin to death in their camp. And so that's why people are not supposed to say, oh, forgive your husband or your wife for committing adultery. You can forgive your wife for that. No, you can't. You have to put her out. Okay, because you can't forgive that kind of a sin. Those sort of sins are only forgiven by God, and he doesn't forgive them. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell. All those people fell. And they would have never been able to win the victory over Ai if they hadn't have killed that filthy sinner that troubled Israel. You have to put sin out of the church. You have to put sin out of the camp, or else their whole church will be cursed. Now, we had all of our property taken away because uh, at one time they let the Philistines uh, go up on our property. They were sinning every kind of way there was. And all our things were taken away. Now we have twice as much or even ten times as much as we had before because I keep putting sinners out of the camp. And so just pray that uh, this doesn't happen to you because it's very simple. If you do what the Lord says, you're blessed. If you don't, you're cursed. And uh, this is, uh, you can choose now whether you want to be blessed or cursed, be saved or lost. Uh, go to heaven or hell. Um, you know, the Lord wants you to be saved, but he's not going to force you to. And you, you don't like his laws? Well, that means that you hate God because that's his word. And the word of God is God. And so if you don't like it, well, then you don't like God. And he doesn't like you either. 
and he's the one sitting in the driver's seat, so you better repent. You can repent right now by saying these words to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. I invite you also, Father God and Holy Spirit, into me. Lord, you will not turn me away. You said that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Raise your hands up in praise and thank the Lord. And um, uh, this is uh, uh, program number 589. Read the King James Version of the Bible and Sharon. Tell uh, the listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program number 589. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479 479- 782-7370 that's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406 so if you want to obey the lord you really have to hang on in these last days you have to hold on to the word of god this is world pastor tony and lama make sure you tune in tomorrow for another powerful message of um how to hold on Uh, This is myself here uh, singing for you. I'm holding on. I'm holding on to the words of Jesus. He's my strength as I travel.
I'm holding 